G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. More and more detail is coming through all the time. The unfolding crisis situation that is happening right now in the Middle East surrounding the nation of Israel and with the invasion that began last weekend from Hamas, the Palestinian organisation. Well, there's lots to say about what's going on with the war in Israel. Bill Muhlenberg has been reflecting on these things and specifically around how we think about the war as Christian believers. Bill's back with us. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Always great to be here. Bill, it is always shocking, and the detail that we have been hearing, uh, you can't help but uh, almost uh, be sickened by some of the atrocities that have been committed this past week. Your impressions overall as to what's happening so far with this war <clears throat> between Hamas and the Israelis? Yeah, well, it is horrible. What Not just what we're hearing, but what we're seeing, right? I mean, right now we have... Hamas posting on the social media their proud videos of slaughtering innocent civilians, killing them, executing them. Uh, They're happy to splash this all over the social media. So in addition to whatever other coverage may have been going, now we're getting more of this. And they're happy to display it. Uh, Remember, terrorism is about terror. It's about fear. Your whole idea is to drive so much fear and terror into the enemy's heart, in this case, Israel and the Jews, that they, you know, almost want to give up. And they're experts at that, no question about it. So uh, we know what they did on Saturday was utterly horrific, but it's not been the first time. And many are thinking it won't be the last time unless Israel maybe has to make a final move, right, Uh, to have enemies on, well, just within Inches, you could say, bordering your own people, uh, rockets easily fired into your land, in this case, uh, breaking through the walls. Uh, you know, no country can live like this. No neighbor could live like this, right? You got a house that your next door neighbor keeps breaking in and attacking your kids, whatever. You, you can't stand for that. Something has to be done. So really, Israel is in no position to sit around, bargain, and negotiate. They've done this for years. They've offered land for peace for years, and Hamas has rejected it. So it looks like now, yeah, uh, all Israel can do is seek to wipe out, as hard as that may be, since they're embedded in right hospitals, schools, residential areas, seek to once and for all wipe out the terrorist organization Hamas so that innocent Israelis are no longer being killed. And by the way, plenty of uh, people who live in Gaza are not thrilled with Hamas either. So it's not just a you know, question of a Jew versus Palestinian. In this case, it's Hamas versus pretty much everybody. Bill, there's a long way to go to any sort of conclusion. Let's talk, though, about the Christian, uh, and the way we think about the unfolding events that are happening around the nation of Israel. Because, 
uh, we'll often think, uh, oh, the nation of Israel, God's chosen people, his covenant people, uh, the object of his prophetic future. Uh, These sorts of things are very important and a part of the Christian thinking, but uh, somehow or other you've got to get a little bit of a a deeper understanding of how the Christian thinks. How do you think Christians ought to think about what's been happening in the nation of Israel this past week? Yeah, well, absolutely. We have to think deep, think carefully, biblically. Uh, A lot of dimensions, as we've already said, theological, spiritual, political, international, military, ethical. A lot of things we have to think about when we think about modern state of Israel. Um, Is Israel finished in terms of God's plan? Well, not if you read Romans 9 to 11 to start with. God still has a future of some kind for Israel. So the real issue is I think a lot of Christians need to think about, and I've done this in one of my recent pieces why do we support the modern state of Israel? I said, there's two things. There's one reason why I don't support it, and there's one set of reasons why I do. Uh, as to why I don't, I'm not under any illusion that Israel today is full of godly Jews who love Yahweh, worship Yahweh, seek to keep his covenant conditions, right, given to them way back uh, in the Pentateuch, Uh Sure, there's some a small minority of uh, Orthodox Jews, but overwhelmingly and sadly, uh, probably the majority of Israeli citizens today are fairly secular, right? Not exactly uh, devout, worshipful fe- people. Um, a lot of atheists in uh, Israel. And of course, right, uh, the only nation really in the area that's allowed things that the Hebrew scriptures really wouldn't allow, right, whether it's homosexuality or other kinds of immorality. So on that front, you know, can I say I fully support Israel and, you know, that's why I wanted to win? Well, (laughs) not quite. I, I want them to repent, not only repent to God, but of course, to recognize ultimately the real Messiah who came to them 2,000 years ago, but sadly, most have rejected. So that's kind of not the reason I'm writing in support of Israel. The reason I am is simply this. Uh, Israel is really the only bastion of freedom and democracy in a very dark and oppressive part of the world, right? Go through your list, the rule of law, Free speech, free press, uh, democratic elections, pluralism, uh, allowing other groups to live and move in your land. Um, You're not going to get this in Syria, right? Iran, you're not going to get it in Iraq. Uh, It really is the only one bright democratic uh, spot in all of the Middle East. So in that sense, that's why I support Israel. I support their right to self-defense. If Israel goes, that whole area is, well, it's not only a goner in terms of political Islam, but that just becomes, again, as we've seen in history, another stepping stone in which uh, this pretty ugly ideology can keep spreading around the world. So I support Israel for those kinds of reasons. But the Christian, I know there's a lot of Christians who will sit in an armchair as we watch the unfolding of the history of the world. And we can even bring really, really solid and strong alignment to the prophetic move that God has for his own people. Uh, Interesting, isn't it, to be able to talk about Israel the way that you just have, not beyond 
criticism uh, not beyond uh, the need for lots of reform. We might even go through Old Testament uh, history of the children of Israel, yeah. their ups and yeah. their downs, godliness versus ungodliness. Uh, these sorts of things that come upon a nation like this, uh, is it something you can align with a ungodliness of the nation of Israel today? Let me just throw you in the deep end there. Yeah, well, again, you you, you hit the nail on the head. Look at the Old Testament. Um, was God the friend and defender of Israel? Yes. And did he fight against Israel's enemies? Yes. But, of course, if you know your Old Testament, there were other times when God became the enemy of Israel, when God fought against Israel, right, because of their sin, their disobedience, their rebellion, their idolatry. There were times where even God said, don't even bother praying for this people, right? That's how hardcore it got. So God held his own people to account, his own covenant people. Sure, he was a light to the nations, blessed them, used them. But uh, uh, when needed, he chastised them and judged them as well, uh, which is true of, you know, Christians today. We have the object uh, of God's love, but he will discipline those whom he loves. So that's got to be part of the equation, how it all fits in with the prophetic uh, clock. And, you know, there's always people who want to argue this or that fine detail of Ezekiel or Zephaniah or Daniel and what's happening today, how it all ties in. There's certainly some connection there, probably. But over the years, I've learned to be a bit more humble and easygoing. I'm not going to say this is that. I'm not going to say, right, in the Old Testament, you had prophets, who could say, this is that, this is what God has promised. Uh, I'm not a prophet, I guess you aren't. Uh, so, you know, we need to be a bit more careful about what's going on. And again, as you said, look at all the angles, uh, simply on the, the rules of war, right? International warfare is, you know, we've got a set of rules about, you know, non-combatant immunity, not targeting civilians. That's exactly what Hamas does. They delight in targeting civilians, using them, right, as human shields, building their munitions factories and hospitals. Israel, on the other hand, tries not to, tries to stay in the bounds of the principles of just war theory, right, go after the militants, try not to take out civilians. Of course, very difficult in Gaza when Hamas deliberately embeds itself in civilian areas. So it's going to be a long and bloody conflict, no question about it. We can pray for both sides, right? We pray for the many Jews killed and kidnapped and the grieving families and how horrible that must be. But yeah, there will be uh, Palestinians who will, again, as collateral damage, uh, sorry, can't be helped when uh, Hamas embeds itself in a school and Israel has to take out that command and control structure, there probably is going to be civilian casualties. So we pray for them as well. As Christians, we want both sides to know peace. We want both sides to not have innocence targeted. But this is an asymmetric war. Again, Hamas does not play by the rules of warfare. Israel, for all of its faults, tries to. So we really need to pray uh, for the Israeli soldiers as they go in and try to get the captives back, try to take up Hamas. We can look with our Christian eyes across the seas and see those things and make an evaluation, even according to a biblical set of values as to what might be going on there. Uh, let's 
turn the spotlight back onto us Aussies, Bill, yeah. because on our streets, as we saw earlier in the week, uh, even police yeah. supporting uh, even the celebration, you might even say an endorsement of a celebration of terrorists on our streets in an anti-Semitic protest. <laughs> this is the sort of thing perhaps a Christian evaluation of our own actions is absolutely essential right now. Yeah. Well, look, while the West should be, I think, in support of Israel, at least with its right to defend itself, uh, often we haven't done a good job. And as you say, right here at home in Australia, I mean, just look at Sydney on Sunday and Monday. Horrible, horrible things, right? Uh, unauthorized uh, rallies and marches by Hamas supporters. They weren't Palestinian supporters. They were Hamas supporters chanting and screaming death to the Jews, F the Jews, gas the Jews, right? Directly out of the Holocaust. Can you imagine that in 21st century Australia, in Sydney, uh, these rallies, and sadly the police kind of just stood by and did nothing. Uh, so they've got a lot to explain, and as does the New South Wales government. We had the same Lakemba, right? A sheikh, an imam, hate preacher, saying, I'm happy, I'm rejoicing, I'm celebrating what's happening today in Israel. That kind of hatred is just, you know, it's beyond the pale, and it shouldn't be something we witness here in a democratic Australia. So all Australians should be absolutely ashamed of some of these groups, even if they are in the minority. But yet we have no leading Muslim figure in Australia, as far as I'm aware, coming out to condemn this. And uh, I hate to say it, some of the labor leaders, state and federal, who've been all very iffy. Sure, they say it's bad what happened in Israel, but they're not really wanting to come out. Good reason why, by the way, right? A lot of the Western Sydney electorates are labor strongholds. And guess what? They're also Muslim strongholds. So I hate to say it, a lot of labor politicians don't want to upset the voters there because they know they depend on their votes to get reelected. So, look, we are not uh, spotless by any means in the West, including even New South Wales government and police, who I think deserve to answer some hard questions. Well, Bill, it's another piece in the puzzle of how we as Christian believers begin to evaluate what's going on around the world in Israel, the war that is raging there right now, and even the effects of that that have come onto our shores and how we evaluate that too. And for listeners, you might want to read a number of articles that Bill has been writing about these issues through this past week. You can find these articles at billmuhlenberg.com and you can simply Google Culture Watch one word. And so, uh, Bill Muhlenberg, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your insights with us today on 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.